You're listening to the True Blue Podcast, sponsored by the Victoria City Police Union. Real stories told by real police officers working in Victoria and Esquimalt. What are the streets of Victoria and Esquimalt really like? The True Blue Podcast will give you some personal insights into what happens when wearing a police uniform. Thanks for joining another episode of the True Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Stamtakis Jr. And in this episode, our union takes the opportunity to pay tribute and show our appreciation and respect for Black History Month. And we're very pleased to have our police board member, Tim Katuri on the True Blue Podcast. Tim, thank you so much. For, Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. Also in the room with us is uh, our sound guy, Todd Mason. No mic today. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. So before we get started, I'm going to read Tim's bio. So Tim is a program manager of the Master of Global Management program in the School of Business at Royal Roads University, a role he's had since 2013. And while working at Royal Roads, Tim's completed his master's in international and intercultural communication, researching the post-election violence in his home country of Kenya. He also holds a Master of Arts in international international and intercultural communication from the Royal Roads University, a Bachelor of Commerce with a marketing specialization from St. Mary's University, a Bachelor of Communication with a public relations specialization from Daystar University, and a graduate certificate of executive coaching with advanced coaching course in team and group coaching from Royal Roads University. I got that off the internet, so I didn't, uh, I didn't internet memorize. internet knows a lot about <laughs> The internet does know a lot <laughs> about you. So Tim, you currently sit on the Victorian Esquimalt Police Board as a provincial appointee. And, and so for those who don't know, the municipal police departments in BC are overseen by an appointed police board made up of uh, civilian members of the community. And under the Police Act, the municipal police board in consultation with the, the chief constable, is required to determine the priorities, goals, and objectives of the police department. So why don't we start off with being a new police board member, Tim, why don't you share with us how your interest evolved in becoming a part of the police board? Thank you, Tom. Uh, pleasure again to be here uh, and to be Serving on uh, the board of the Victorian Esquimalt Police, it's uh, it's been an honor. I started in May, I was sworn in in May, uh, and how how did I get there? It was uh, through a colleague and a friend um, okay. that uh, introduced me. I had no idea that there was a board that uh, that, that that did this work, um, and through our various conversations, when I figured out what it is that the police board does. Um, I've wanted to to serve my community. Mm-hmm. I've been in Canada for close to twenty some years. I've lost count now. Oh, wow. But uh, from two thousand and six, I've been in uh, Victoria, um, uh, and it's been good to me. This country, this uh, province, the city. And uh, in twenty thirteen, I moved to Esquimalt. So I've been uh, very very fortunate and uh, privileged to, to 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 be here. So. I've wanted to give back to the community, and one way was through policing. And I think we'll be touching on this later. There's this stigma of um, uh, black men specifically, and mm-hmm. uh, and how our interactions with police are. And I think this is one place I can be of influence, positive, or uh, yes, definitely positive, <laughs> and um, and uh, and and give back uh, in that space. And I know we'll be touching on again. Yeah. Um, what what that means specifically? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's the that's the main reason. Excellent. So, did this friend or this colleague just be, think like, "Hey, you'll be good at it," you know, or was he was it his interest in terms of 
you know, in terms of the police board or how was he just, Hey Tim, I think this is, yeah, it was pretty that, much. I think you'd be good at this. This is what it is. Take a look. And uh, if you're interested and then it was actually through the, it was, it was quite an interesting interview process. Oh yeah. Now then I got to know a little bit more. So as a provincial, I mean, he was uh, interviews with the province and yeah, they asked quite a bit of questions. I'm sure they do. And <laughs> I thought about this and, that's the that's that's where that uh, passion for service was was really solidified was uh, thinking through the process. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So my second question is: so being from Kenya, uh, you know, I, I'm very interested to hear what life was like growing up there, and but also what policing or the the perceptions of policing or how that how that is, and in comparison to now, you know, being in Canada, um, what it's like, the differences. Day and night, almost. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, police, uh, the uh, slogan for police in Kenya is uh, "Utumishi kwa wote." I'm not even going to try and uh, say that. So you can you can try Swahili <laughs> <Yeah>. "Utumishi <laughs> kwa wote," service for all, but not really, not really. Uh, I left Kenya in my twenties, yeah, and I just finished. Uh, I was a, a student in Daystar University, as you said. So uh, our days were spent reading, and our nights were spent uh, on the streets partying and having a good time. <laughs> and I remember one night, uh, and this is uh, just really indicative of the relationship young men have with the police. We were out with some friends, having a good time after after some exams, so had a little bit of stress to blow off. Mm-hmm. Had very little money, so we we're not in the uh, high end parts of town. We were in, uh, let's call them the the, the less the less uh, attractive parts of Nairobi, <laughs> where you could get some nice cheap beer. Yeah. And uh, so my friends and I having a good time. We were going from one pub to the next. And uh, we saw a group of guys, again, just uh, five or six, mm-hmm. walking towards us a little bit hurriedly from the opposite direction. And we're like, oh my gosh, there's a bunch of thugs that are mugging people down that street, so let's not go there. So we turned around, headed in the opposite direction. Fortunately, Nairobi, plenty of pubs to, <laughs> to find. Another group of guys, a, a little bit bigger this time, walking, rushing from the direction that we're heading in. They're like, my gosh, they are cops. There are cops coming this way, and we all turn around and we book it in the direction of the thugs. So we would drive. So instead of yeah, you you went towards the towards thugs. The thugs. We would we would have our, our chances of survival are higher with thugs than with the police, because what they would do is just arrest you and definitely rough you up, get some some good beatings in there, and <laughs> and if you had some money, then you are lucky. If not, then sometimes. Uh, yeah, it, it was uh, d- dangerous. Yeah, I've uh, yeah, known of friends that didn't make it home. A police stopped, and that was it. Really, they just didn't didn't get home. So we, yeah, fear is an understatement. Right, fear is a big understatement. And then on the other side, the corruption is also quite high. So if you had a little bit of cash on you, most of the time you would get away with You'd it. Get away with uh, some. Yeah, it would always be interested in a bit of a bribe, but um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's a tough tough understanding. Yeah, um, brings back those uh, memories and some some not so good, but um, and and now in terms of how you know 
you've been, it's been over, did you say May? So it's been nine months, nine months. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you've been thrust into this new realm of policing and, and I don't know what interactions, if any, that you had with police officers before you actually got got onto the police board. So (laughs) I'm just curious, like in terms of how, you know, that's evolved and, and these relationships that you've built and perceptions about Canadian policing. About, so I have done everything in my power to avoid this building. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been very successful. <laughs> I've only come in on my own accord and for my own. Yeah. <laughs> I came in to get a police, uh, um, a police check done a few years ago. Yeah. And that's been it. I keep I keep my wide berth. I stay away. <laughs> it's it's interesting because uh, again, I as a black man, I'm very very cognizant and conscious. And I think a lot of my trepidation and fear comes from growing up in Kenya versus yeah. what experiences I've had here. I have had very very good and positive interactions and relationships with police. So before coming to Victoria, I was in Halifax at St Mary's. Same thing. I right. just had. It's um, day and night, you know, police officers. Oh, my gosh. Can I tell stories here? Of course you can. Yes. Please. Well, again, in Halifax, uh, I had uh, a police come uh, check on me one time. Uh, a friend just thought I was, uh, uh, I needed uh, a, a checkup. And two officers showed up at my door. And I was so scared. I was on a study visa. I had no idea what was going to happen, mm-hmm. but these were the nicest, kindest people. And the only thing I remember was they did not take their shoes off when they came into my house. Mm-hmm. Other than that, and it left me quite shocked at that police could be so kind and nice and friendly and genuinely concerned. Um, and that's been that's been my experience. But as I say that, the other day I was uh, driving my seven-year-old to karate. We were a little bit early. So we're just driving around Esquimalt and I look behind and there's a police cruiser just behind me and I got nervous. So the same fear came back and I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I'm a police board member. Why am I nervous? What what is this about? (laughs) But it's just that history and uh, and again nothing to do with any interactions i've had here nothing to do with any experiences i've had mm-hmm. in canada it's it's just been my growing up in kenya and that really traumatic experience that uh, of um, of police in kenya that's been sort of yeah the, the <laughs> what I'm feeling now. Yeah. Right this moment? No. Not this moment. <laughs> no, not this moment. This moment I'm nervous because there's a microphone in my face. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I always find it fascinating in terms of there's so many different countries and each country has its own style of policing. And, yeah. And, and I've and I've always said, and, and a lot of Canadian police have, have noticed this, there's, say, the differences between American policing and mm-hmm. Canadian policing and the standards, requirements, et cetera, and the interactions um, that that people have, you know, or like other countries as well, Mexico or et cetera. Um, but I'm not, have you ever had any interactions with police officers in the U.S. or any other country other than Kenya? And- no, I have not. Again, I've been to the U.S. a couple of times, but it's then again, just, but the U.S., it's the the media, the rhetoric that I hear yes. from the news. That's, that's my experience. That's my reality. But uh, otherwise there's, I've not had any, 
interaction that have left me questioning or worried or cured. But yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, so now that you've been on the board for a while, what have you been most surprised about in terms of policing and the inner workings of a police board? Something you didn't maybe didn't expect, you know? All of it. All of it. <laughs> it's all really surprised. It's been nine months of just drinking out of a fire hose. There's a lot, a lot of nuances, the complexity. Um, uh, yeah, they just... I think what I'm taking away more than anything is the the the, the human beings behind mm. the, the the uniform, like the people and with families. I've been on a, a couple of ride-alongs and I've met officers and just to hear why they're in policing, what they were doing before that. Mm-hmm. It it um, I think one of you, yeah, that's you're asking about the inner workings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, there's a lot again. Com- complexities but thinking of the people behind it so trying to unravel this complex system and getting to the people has been something that I've been curious to to do and now on my I'm on the uh, HR committee as the chair of the HR committee so this is another huge honor but it's again the looking looking to find the people that's been yeah yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. No, it, it does in many ways. I mean, it, it sounds like there's so many complexities behind it, and yeah. you know, and us from the union as well, and having these the building these relationships, you know, with the board and and RRs with senior management, and it's a continuation of understanding, you know, the people behind it and mm-hmm. and, and interacting with one another just for the sake of, you know, doing better. Yeah, right, and um, yeah, and I think. If we all keep that mindset where they're just always continuously learning together, you know, to make it better, I think, I think, you know, we're all going to get far more along than yes. the other the, the other way, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also really as a board to understand what is our role, where we where the 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 job of the chief constable begins and ours ends, and 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 that relationship is always there's that line is very very interesting mm-hmm. and uh, and for us again most of us are fairly new to to it's a very new board so we are we are really really learning learning quickly mm-hmm. I've also been very impressed with this the level of engagement that all the board members bring it's it's refreshing on on, on many levels to see how much we people how much everybody on the board really cares about mm-hmm. the work that um, that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are showing up and asking questions and learning from each other. There's um, disagreement that is that is healthy, that is productive. So we're not all always singing from the same songbook. But uh, but it's uh, I, I I'm uh, impressed with what I'm learning from all of the members that uh, that are on the board with with the experience and most of us again new but working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've. We've noticed that as well in terms of, I mean, there seems to be a lot of a lot of change going on in the board and then generally in in some of our you know different areas in the police department and in our union as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah. our new union president uh, Angela Van Van Eerd and and Joan Elliott, which who are going to be on the podcast uh, very soon. But just generally all you know different roles and 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 interactions and the communication has been great. So I personally I you know like to thank you for. You know, just generally coming on, but you know that continued openness. So much appreciated. It is appreciated. Thank yeah. you. Um, so I guess my next question that I have listed here can be a bit of a, a heavier one, I guess. But I've, I'm interested to hear about it. So, like generally speaking, 
Where do you think policing can improve when it comes to building those bridges between people of color or marginalized groups? Oh, yeah. That's a big one. That's a big one. That I was wondering one. whether we could skip that question and go for something less. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you think we're doing well then? No, no, no. Let's not skip that question. I think the the most important thing maybe is again, it's back to back to the people. I don't think as a community we realize who is policing and what the interests are. Mm. Being on uh, on on the ride alongs and f- appreciating how every officer wakes up and signs on for their shift with the intention of making a difference of uh, serving the community and mm. and uh, and doing something positive and leaving wives and children and husbands and partners at home. Mm-hmm. Um it's a big sacrifice. And it's uh, so for 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 the community to to see and understand that and to see the the effort and the passion, I think would go a long way in building the bridges because what we see sometimes are news headlines and then uh, rhetoric from the US and mm-hmm. then, think of myself it is my own fear and bias is coming from Kenya so i'm looking at a headline with my own biased lens and i would then assume that all vic pd officers are the people that are portrayed here but that is absolutely not true mm-hmm. so what we could do better i think all of us board included is celebrate the stories celebrate the people celebrate what we're doing what we're doing well i think have a bit more transparency on uh on, on on the processes and i know that's that's tricky sometimes as we talk about investigations and things like that so it is tricky but mm-hmm. i think we can all do a little bit better in that telling that story mm-hmm. that does seem like a fine line in terms of transparency because yeah. i know a lot of people yeah. these days very fine line very fine line right um and and i like one of my questions is going to be like what do you think we can do better generally every, everyone in terms of um police board police mm-hmm. departments and in in that kind of hit on in terms of what we can do better is is transparency and and being open and and i think there's quite the shift in in that and as best as we can mm-hmm. um and i know coming from our union side as well we we always try to do that and um change my hat to my recruiting hat you know mm-hmm. where i always for people i'm interviewing and 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 doing that for for interviews for recruiting i i try to be as transparent as i can as well again for the sake of um everyone learning and mm-hmm. and moving forward and doing better so yeah i completely agree um yeah. i would say that the, the transparency comes with trust we can and to build trust we I, i i will always go back to the relationships you have a good relationship that you can trust then with that with that trust comes that uh, idea of transparency so uh, with each other board uh, union and senior leadership all these players and the multiple communities that um, that were involved with i think we just all have to do a little bit of a better job of building 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 mm-hmm. these relationships spending time working at it mm-hmm. um and it'll come with time mm-hmm. yeah communication right <laughs> oh my gosh i have a master's in that <laughs> <laughs> no wonder we write yeah 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 exactly <laughs> well listen that's all the questions i have i you know in closing um 
truly appreciate you coming on our podcast, um, being our guest. We always look forward to building our positive relationships mm-hmm. um, with everyone in the community. Um, and so thank you, seriously, for coming on. Thanks. I think you missed I, the one question I would like to answer yeah, of is course. what you are doing well. Yes. And I think the jobs, everybody is, you, you, you do a good job. Thank you. And my hat goes off to all VicPD officers, everybody listening. Thank you so much for the service. Thank you for the commitment. Um, I am proud to to be here, to to be on uh, to be on the board and to and to serve. And I I really personally appreciate everything that all these the, all the members do. And I think I will also speak for the board on that. We appreciate you greatly. So thank you very thank much you. for that. Thank you very much. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of the True Blue Podcast and our appreciation for Black History Month. And stay safe out there. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the True Blue Podcast. Join us next time for more stories about policing in Victoria and Esquimalt. The True Blue Podcast is sponsored by the Victoria City Police Union. Thanks to our media partners, H2 Accelerator, who have helped design and deliver our new improved marketing strategies. Thank you to our master of music, Gord McKee. Special thanks to the creators of the True Blue Podcast, host Matt Waterman, sound and editing, Todd Mason, concept design, Daryl Baswick, and sidekick Steve for the production and sound studio. Thank you for listening to the True Blue Podcast, 